Before we jump into this week's episode, let me tell you about EA Insurance, one of the sponsors for the Reach Australia National Conference. Are you running a church or not-for-profit organisation? Do you have property, volunteers or run activities for children? Would your insurance policy adequately cover your risks if the unexpected happened? Our conference sponsor EA Insurance Services is a specialist faith and not-for-profit insurance brokerage and can help with insurance solutions that are tailored to give you the right cover at a competitive price. If you'd like an insurance strategy review or more information, go to eainsurance.com.au. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Peter Blanche and welcome to The One Thing. It's a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Now look, normally you would have Scott or Derek or Maddie, but today you've got me and I'm going to be chatting with Alan, who's actually my brother. Welcome to the podcast, Alan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now look, The One Thing is brought to you by Reach Australia. Our vision is to see thousands of healthy evangelistic multiplying churches. We want to see new churches launched and started and not only survive, but to see evangelistic growth. We also want to see established churches become more healthy so that more lost people are saved and won for Christ for the first time. We want to see people spiritually vibrant and mature. It's the Reach Australia vision. We'd love you to pray towards that end with us. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Planting a New Church in Dubbo. Now, Al, you're a recent church planter in Dubbo, but you've actually been there for quite some time. How many years have you been at Dubbo Presbyterian Church? Yeah, we've been there 17 years now, so we got there at the start of 05. Wow, it's a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, a bit of water under the bridge. That's right. And now you're beginning to plant, well, plant a, a new church on the other side of town? Yes, yeah, uh, and that was in, we started the first week of February, so it's been going a few months. Just a few months, first week of February this year? Yeah, 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 sorry, this year, yep. That's fantastic. Now, look, tell us a bit about the mission field of Dubbo. What, what's it like out at Dubbo? Uh, look, there's uh, about 38,000 people that live in Dubbo. Um, it's a thriving city. There's growth happening everywhere in terms of physical growth. There's houses being planted all the time. Oh, planted, built, sorry. Uh, and so there's lots of people coming into the town. Um, but of the people that are in Dubbo, uh, conservatively, out of the 38,000 people, conservatively, you're looking at 1,500 Christians. Wow. It could be, it's probably less. If yeah. you just go by church numbers... Um, and so we have, we are bobbing in a sea of people drowning, um, who desperately need Jesus. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a great place to be for the gospel. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. It's a lot of people not at all ready for Jesus to return. Not at all. No, no. Why did Dubbo Presbyterian plant a new church family in the same town didn't you have you had three services already three yeah on one site why why go a fourth why why do it off site what's going on there yeah yeah so we've had um we've been dreaming about this church plant for a long time um six or seven years actually uh why plant um well firstly why plant was we're running out of room in our church building Mm -hmm. um and we've been working towards that 
and we'd struggled, but by the grace of God, here we are, and, we're, and we did need to plant, and so we have. Um, but Dubbo, you know, 38,000 people in the town, it's, it's a 15-minute town. So, you know, you can get from one end to the other in, in quarter of an hour. But where our current facilities are, we are right on the east end of town. Uh, and so um, there's a school um, over in West Dubbo on the other side of town, and, and it is pretty much 15 minutes away. And um, if we're serious about reaching 38,000 people, uh, we're going to need more than our current building. Like, it doesn't hold 38,000 people. And um, uh, look, you know, it, it's, it's not Sydney. So for me, anywhere, you can get anywhere. But there's a certain feel that, you know, if you're in West Dubbo, you kind of hang in West Dubbo. And if you're in East Dubbo, you kind of hang in East Dubbo. So there's people in West Dubbo that have been in our town for years. But just the thought yeah. of coming over to East Dubbo to go to church, it wouldn't cross their mind. There's a river that runs through the middle of town. Uh, yeah. Does it operate like a kind of geographical barrier that some people don't? Like you said, the, the West Dubbo, East Dubbo is a reality? Yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. Um, because, you know, over in West Dubbo you've got your Woolworths and over in East Dubbo you've got your Woolworths. So, you know, wherever there's Woolworths, you're fine, aren't you? That's yeah. kind of, kind of it. There's a few things... Well, where, you got, where you got a Bunnings, you're fine, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but where... There's a few things just over the river. Like the main street is just over the river in the centre of town. Um, but if you're living in West Dubbo, so you might cross the bridge, come into the centre of town, you know, that's where the cinemas are, that's where the restaurants are. Um, but you're, you're not going to venture further than that. Um, and so there's just, and West Dubbo, in terms of housing, is booming. Like the new houses going everywhere, uh, plus all the existing people. So it was, we, there's, there's just people we wouldn't reach by staying where we are. Ah, that's fantastic. Well, that's why your plan is. Yeah, it? yeah, that's right. You yeah. got to reach the lost and, um, and yeah, yeah, and expect you go to them rather than expecting necessarily them to. Them yeah, to absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell us about your launch team, Al. It's been going. Were you public? When did you publicly launch? Uh yeah, we didn't do hard or soft. We just went hard. Okay. <laughs> when did you? When, when did you, you went hard? At, um, you the the first Sunday in February. So on memory, that was February six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you would have though. You would have had a launch team leading up to the yeah. the hard launch. Yep. Give us a few. What's the launch team like? How did you find them? How did you recruit them? How many were there? Yeah, okay. So we had, um, particularly back in East Dubbo, uh, we had church at nine and church at 11. They were the ones that were full. They were, they were pushing the walls on a Sunday morning. Um, but we just, we approached, um, well, we sold the vision. We had several vision nights uh, at the end of uh, 2021 uh, and uh, inviting people to come. And like we had... Um, uh, 50 adults, 60 adults come along to our vision nights to go, hey, what's going to be happening with this church plant? Um, and most of them came from church at nine and church at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, an opportunity for us to, if you like, sell the vision. Um, this is what we're thinking. This is why. This is what it will look like, etc., etc. Coming to that first vision night wasn't signing on the dotted line. That was uh, just a sort of a, you know, come and hear. Uh, but from there, pretty much everyone that came was pretty interested in them. That's excellent. Do you think they were interested before they... I mean, obviously there was some interest before they came, but how important was giving clarity to what you wanted to see uh, in West Dubbo? Um, yeah, yeah, um, reasonably important. Um, but the, the larger story for us is we've been talking about 
planning a new church in West Dubbo since 2015. Uh, and um, we, we, were, we were saying, when, when we fill this building, that's the next step, is we're going to plant a church in West Dubbo. Uh, the problem was is that we didn't fill the building. Um, okay. we, as a church, we plateaued and our growth stalled and so our plans stalled and there's a whole new story to that. Um, but in terms of your question, that the, the idea of planting West Dubbo has been in the minds of people at Dubbo Presley Church for six, seven years. And so when we went, actually, no, we're, we're actually going to do it. There was a lot of interest already. People were pretty keen because there's been a lot of talk about it. Yeah. And um, so when we, when we had the vision meeting and, and we, you know, there's a clarity of vision, this is what it's actually going to look like. And if you were to come, what would it mean for you? Um, you know, in terms of serving on a ministry team immediately, like that's just the assumption, which ministry team are you going to be a part of, all that kind of. Um, so it was a real buzz on that first night uh, from us as the leadership going, you know, we're really excited about this, but from the people. They go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, which team? I'll be on that team and, and away we went. Yeah, so it was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I just want to pull back to when you were talking about 2015. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And going multi-site. Yep. Um, now, look, one of the things there is sometimes uh, if a church is plateaued, uh, they're desperately looking for a new growth dynamic, and sometimes you can plant a church as the dream for a growth dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not doing that from a position of health, you end up reducing the health of one church family and planting another church that might not be so healthy totally. either. And the multi-site thing doesn't produce new growth. Yeah. Uh, what did Dubbo Presbyterian do? Did they address the health of... The first site before they went multi-site. How did how did all that play out? Yeah, so we spent um, four or five years thinking hard and praying and trying different things to address our our plateauing, our stalling in growth. Um, we wondered whether it was the size of the church building was that why we weren't growing, and so we extended the church building. Um, we uh, look, there's a number of different things um, that we tried anyway. Uh, we went to the Rich Australia Conference in 2019 yeah. and uh, more for a bit of a road trip and a bit of fun because we, we hadn't done a road trip for a while and we thought this would be cool, so we did. Anyway, went to that conference and, you know, they're talking about reaching Australia and how you grow and um, it was a fantastic conference, but the we got to the end of that conference and uh, there was three of us on staff at the time and we were all there and uh, we were convinced, each and every one of us, that the the primary reason that church our church had plateaued in its growth was us, the ministers, oh, yeah. <laughs> because of the way we were doing things. Now, uh, was that was that confronting, humbling? Oh, look, yes, difficult. Um, not difficult. It, it was confronting. It was humbling, but um, really, really exciting and energizing. Yeah. Going, hang on, there's a way forward that we've been searching for in one sense for four or five years. And there's things that we can do, uh, which under God, given the advice and the wisdom and the counsel that we've been receiving over this conference, we think actually things could change and, and we could grow. All right, so you've all three of you have gone back yeah. after the, after the comp national conference and started to think that we are some of the cause of the blockage. Oh, not some, most, if not most, all. Most, if not all, <laughs> of the blockage. that's great. That's yep. a great realisation. Did that then 
uh, help you address the plateauing in the what, what, the mothership or the first the first site, the the east site? Well, in one sense, that's exact. That was the primary thing we're trying to address. How do we lead this wonderful group of people? How do we lead them to grow uh, and to reach more and more people? And um, so we changed our responsibilities overnight. Um, uh, like we just sorted it out in the car on the way home. We had a five-hour trip and we just completely revamped ourselves. We didn't tell really anybody apart from the elders uh, when, we, when we got back. Um, so it was all kind of being done on the quiet because you, know, you just can't tell everybody, hey, um, everything we've been doing for the last 30 years, forget it. Um, so it was, it was a bit on the quiet. We brought the changes in publicly slowly, if I can yeah. put it like that. But behind the scenes... We've just completely and utterly reinvented ourselves overnight. Um, so it was, a, it was a very intense time. But anyway, the short story is that through those changes that Reach Australia helped us think through uh, and being part of the, the development program, yeah. oh my goodness, that was amazing and so helpful and still is. Um, but uh, growth happened, change happened, reaching more people, seeing people saved, um, seeing more people serve, seeing more leaders raised, seeing more organic ministry, seeing more our systems now actually uh, work towards growth. There's clarity of what the next thing is that people would do, whether they're Christians or not Christians. Like in terms of ownership of being in church, like new people, that, that so much has changed. I, I could talk forever. Um, but the short story is it led to growth. Great. Great. And so, and I mean, that just would have been exciting in and of itself. Absolutely. But it was from that new position of health. Yes. That did the building get full, or did the, yeah, what, that's what right. happened with the the, the multi. So that was in 2019, and we're now planning in 2022. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, there's two and a half years of us growing, um, uh, not just in number by seeing more people come to Christ. Like we've seen more people come to Christ in the last two and a half years than we have in the last you know 10, 12 years. It's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also um, our systems that we have in order to, to structure church, you know, hundreds of people, you need good systems, good structures. Um, and our leadership um, and people serving and like, so much has changed in terms that can actually enable growth. Um, and so in the last two and a half years, we've grown such that we're now, uh, you know, we were pushing the walls in our church building. We, we actually had been growing that now in 2022 we've planted yeah so we, we got the the health happening before we then that's so important yeah. isn't it when you're thinking multi-site and increasing your uh, and and church planting as, yeah. a, as a multi-site plant then replicating health is yes. a very important thing to be considering rather than just using the multi-site in a desperate hope to be yeah. the new thing that brings growth. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've planted it. before off-site and, you know, grabbed a keen bunch of people. Uh, and then that plant has actually, you know, gone pretty well. It was a young adult kind of off-site um, night church, it was called. That's really trendy in Dubbo. You know, if we could call it night church, that's about as trendy as we get. Um, anyway, um, and it was growing and that was good. Uh but the churches that they that were that they left from you know and our stable to go and plant that they then struggled. Um, so the new Keeney beanies that worked, but base camp then struggled. And so so we've you know we've planted in the past, but um, anyway we're planting from a position of strength. 
Yeah. And Church at 10, which is what it's called, um, it's started very strong. Yeah, yep. So now West Dubbo, the church at church at ten at West Dubbo. Church at ten at West Dubbo. Church at ten at West Dubbo. You've, you've uh, recruited your team. You've had your vision nights. Yep. You've got uh, the health is actually probably giving you more momentum. You publicly launched hard launched first Sunday in February this year. Yep. Uh, tell us how's it gone? What's the fruit like? Oh, look, it's been amazing. Um, we had we went door knocking just the week before. Um, there's some people who live in West Dubbo. We use their houses as base camp. You know, okay, let's let's door knock around their houses, um, so to give people ownership and that kind of idea. So in the, in the just in the week before, we door knocked and leafleted people, letting letting Dubbo know. Uh, we had eight new people to church the very first Sunday. Brand you, never been to Dubbo Prezi Church. Great. They just walked in the door, and I'm pretty sure it was either seven or all eight were as a result of the leafleting and door knocking in the week before. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they just walked in. And then the next week, there was five more completely brand new people who'd never been to Dubbo Presbyterian Church before. The next week, there was another seven. The next week, there was another... We've had 30-something brand new people come to church in the, in the first eight weeks. Yeah. 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 Now, that's fascinating because... They've been living in the same town. Yeah. And 15 minutes away at Dubbo East has been three church families they could have got involved in. Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, there's a church plant on the other side of town. Yeah. That must have been exciting for the whole core team to see that totally. this, is what, this is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for many of the people that have walked in our doors, brand new, hot off the press, um, they've been in Dubbo for like two years and never been to us, even though we're right there, but 15 minutes away. Um, but they've come in COVID. And so if they were going to church and then, you know, they've come and churches have been shut down and we're all doing things online. And so they've more or less just stayed with their online church back from wherever they've come from. But then six months down the track, you know, COVID restrictions lift and churches are now meeting back, but they've been six months in town and haven't physically gone to church. And they just don't and it, like that six months was enough to stop them from actually um and then they get this little leaflet in the mail or they've actually been door knocked and they discover there's a church in their backyard and they go oh i could have a look and so they walk in so it's i think it was greg lee turned the uh, coined the phrase the homeless christian so they're christians but they don't have a they don't, they're not going to church they don't have a home so we've become the home to several homeless Christians, yeah. um, just by virtue of planting in their backyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This has been a long episode, and so we've broken it into two parts. So tune in for part two soon.